You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 304 with Melissa Sharp. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm so excited to have Melissa back on the show today. We are going to do a two-part episode. So make sure you check in next week for episode 305 to hear the rest of this conversation. But today we're going to be talking about pivoting in your 40s. So if you're in your late 30s, this is perfect for you as well. I'm speaking to the women that really are just like contemplating like a change in their life. So you know that feeling, right? That you're just like, ah, it's just like sitting there. It's gnawing at you to either get a career you know, maybe you've been home with the kids and you're like, I want to go work. I want to go do something. Maybe you want to change careers. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you just want to volunteer and do more things outside of the house, whatever it may be. You may want to go after health goals, fitness goals, but there's something, right? When you ask yourself, am I living out my purpose? And your answer is no. And there's just that something that's like missing. And maybe you don't know what it is, but you know that there's something there and you want to figure it out. So this episode is perfect for that. Melissa and I are just having a candid conversation about her journey into what she's doing, what she's changing, uh, her pivoting. And I wanted to capture this. I wanted to share it with you guys because I know what it feels like to want something and go after it. And it can be scary when you're in your forties, you're just kind of like, I don't know, can I do it? That seems, you know, maybe not possible. And so I want to encourage you guys that it is possible. You can go after it. It may be challenging. You may have to figure things out, especially with kids, uh, but it's totally worth it. So I hope you guys are really inspired by this episode. Let's go to the show. Melissa, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. Thanks, Amber. I'm so excited to be here. So Melissa, you've been on the show before, but for those who have not heard you on my show, um, I want you just to give a little bit of your background. So where do you live? What's your whole name and how many kids you have? And kind of a little bit of a background of, you know, what you've been up to. And then we're going to dive into what you're going to be heading into. All right. So my name is Melissa Sharp. Uh, I live in London, Ontario, Canada. It's just a, a city just outside of Toronto. And I have two daughters uh, who look like my husband, but act like me. And uh, I've been working in women's ministry for a number of years. I'm a writer uh, and I do uh, a lot of speaking and interviews. I work with an international women's ministry called Women Together. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's been busy. It's been awesome. Yeah. So why I wanted you to come on today, um, I saw you post this and, um, you know, with the podcast, I've been really kind of gearing more towards late 30s, uh, 40s for moms. And I feel like those moms just need special attention. I feel like moms that have really young kids and they could be late 30s and 40s. Um, but if they're younger, it's like, I feel like their life, they're just in a different phase of life. And mm -hmm. the moms that are approaching these ages, I just feel like something comes like over us. It's like you're hitting your 40s and you just kind of ask yourself, am I doing what I really want to be doing? Like, am I living out my purpose? Mm -hmm. You know, am I my healthiest, right? Like you, you just kind of start like rethinking a little bit, like, what am I doing? How am I showing up in the world? You know, am I being the person that I want to be? But I think we can also get stuck on, well, we're in our forties. So I'm kind of old. I don't know if I can change. Like, 
this is scary. Is it worth it? I'm really busy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this is one of the reasons why I decided to get certified as a life coach in 2021 is to really help moms beyond the podcast. So when I saw your post and um, what you're up to, I'm like, I have to have you on because I want to hear, I want, I want women to hear more women, especially moms talking about them going after their dreams, going after their goals, even if it's scary, even if they're in their forties and, and to like let women see that it is possible. So how about you share with us what you're up to and, um, what you're going to be, what journey you're going to be approaching soon and what was, you know, the catalyst like that really got you going on this path. Yeah. So I think for a lot of us, I mean, we're coming out of a pandemic and 2020 was, you know, a, a really tough year for everybody. We were forced, even if we didn't agree with it or not, I've never seen more division um, between people who pandemic and people who didn't. And it was, regardless of that, it was tough. You know, where I am, we went through three massive lockdowns. Uh, kids were sent home. Um, I actually just uh, read earlier today, I believe it might have been Singapore, where the kids are going, or somewhere over there, the kids are going back to school for the first time in two years. Wow. Their schools have been locked down the entire time. And so, you know, we were forced to be teachers. Moms were kind of forced to kind of hold the family together as best as we could and parents in general, but I'm, you know, you and I are specifically gearing to the moms. Right. uh, And that's where our heart is. And I went through it. We, we functioned pretty well uh, through the pandemic, even though it was really tough again, where I am, we went through three massive lockdowns um, and, and experienced things that we hadn't really experienced before. And we're in the, I'm right in the trenches of, parenting, um, where, you know, the kids aren't really little anymore, where you're, it's more physically demanding, but we're in those middle school years where it is mentally and emotionally very demanding. And at the end of the day, my purpose as a parent has always been, I want to raise good people. You know, you and I've talked about this before where it's like, I, you know, I had to let go of, I don't want my kids just to be happy because happy is a fleeting emotion. I want my kids, you know, to be able to find joy. They're going to experience every emotion across the board. They need to experience disappointment and, you know, conflict and rejection. Those are just part of life. But at the end of the day, I want to, I want to raise good people. And so because I want to do that, oh my gosh, the mental and emotional toll that it takes on us. And yes, when you hit 40, so I hit 40 in 2020, and I think it's the first time as women where we're really forced to look at the midlife point. We're like, wow, this really is midlife. Mm -hmm. And I've lived 40 years. What have I accomplished? you know, and every generation has its thing. So, you know, it's, it's really popular all over TikTok and Instagram, all these, you know, jokes about being in your thirties and all of a sudden your back hurts and your, you know, whatever. And those of us in our forties are looking at the thirties going, Oh my gosh, you have no idea what you're talking about. And then the generation above us, the women in their fifties are like, Oh, you're still young. You have so much time ahead of you to do what you want to do. So during the pandemic, I actually started my own podcast called Life in the Trenches. And my 
it's, you know, it's a quick, like 15, 17 minute, um, episode series. And I talk about things where I, like, I kind of corral what's happening in the world, uh, whether it be, you know, things going on in the entertainment industry or people or news or whatever. And I bring it back to my faith and I kind of go, this is what we're forced to see every day. This is what we're forced to deal with. How is this making me a better person? How am I dealing with life in the trenches? And my podcast series did very, very well. And so I knew that I had found my audience specifically it was you know my tribe of people just like me what i realized from that and on instagram you know social media tiktok all sorts of things you know the social media world completely blew up even more than it already had when the world was kind of forced indoors and we were forced to uh to hunker down the outside world was off limits and so everyone was going online a lot of moms started their, you know, YouTube channels or their accounts or whatever. And there's a bunch of them that I follow where they're talking about relatable mom content or, and just relatable women content, to be honest. A lot of it had to do with the mental and emotional toll of parenting. And what kept coming up over and over again was uh, the generational parenting, how a lot of us you know, grew up in a generation when we were children where we felt a little bit more neglected. We were given more responsibility. Helicopter parenting really wasn't a thing then. Uh, Our generational trauma, the things that we had to deal with, were forced to deal with, didn't know how to deal with. And now all of a sudden, you know, we've got 10, 11, 12-year-olds at home who are trying to figure out who they are. They're still children. And They needed to be treated as such, but you're dealing with the big questions. You know, you're dealing with stuff that's happening in the world, questions they have, you know, conflict, trying to figure out who they are. And as I kind of got into that and I realized so many of these women are going to social media Mm. for Mm -hmm. help. And a lot of them, like the comments that get made on these accounts is unreal and some of them are so raw, the things that they're sharing and just very open and honest, yet they're putting themselves out there, yet their comments are getting buried amongst the masses and nobody's hearing them. And that's when I realized there are a lot of women in our um, situation who are doing life in the trenches that don't have the access the resources, the tools to get help. They don't have the expendable income to be able to pay for therapy. You know, uh, like I have one girlfriend who goes to a therapist once a month and it's like $300 an hour. Wow. And not everybody has benefits to cover that. Not everyone has access to that. And so working in women's ministry and being a writer for so long, you know, I've had the privilege of, there's a couple different women in my life that I mentor who are like little sisters to me. And I've had some incredible, I still have some incredible mentors who've really um, invested in me. And without the education piece, it, it kind of just dawned on me that there's a lot to learn 
in counseling people. Mm. It's not just being an active listener. You know, people are coming to you for help. As you would know, Mm -hmm. you know, with your license as a life coach, there's a lot to learn. And it kind of landed in my lap. A really close friend of mine uh, had reached out to me. And there's a really uh, great school uh, with North American credentials. You know, it's two solid years. It's a very heavy I'm specifically, uh, I'm specifically focusing on biblical counseling. Uh, it's a very heavy curriculum, very deep. Uh, you know, the, my field research hours, uh, you know, that I have to do next year, I, first semester, I have to do a hundred hours in the field, you know, shadowing another mm-hmm. therapist and, and learning how to help. And when I got into the nitty gritty, I was like, this could be really beneficial to my career and what I do. And I also felt like I'm doing it for myself Mm. to learn, you know, I could, I could go to counseling or I could invest and learn how to be a counselor and go to school and do it. And I just felt, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just felt like God put that on my heart uh, because there's, there's, everyone has healing that they have to, like, that's just life. Yes. That's just life. Yeah. And so that was my drive was like, I'm going to learn to do it for myself so that I can have the tools and the resources to, to take what I've learned and help others. Well, and you know what I came from? Yeah. And I love that. And you know, even for me, and I I will say that uh, coaching is not the same as counseling. Counseling, in my opinion, you know, it goes a lot of times back with trauma and and deeper stuff. Coaching kind of takes somebody who's like, I just want to go like I'm here and I want to go further, right? So like, I'm not yeah. trying to go back with somebody like who has all this trauma. And, and so they're very different for different purposes and stuff like that. So I, I love that you're doing this. And for me, I know just going through coaching and having to do all of that stuff and, and have my class time and whatever, it is not the same as counseling. Counseling has so many hours because of all the licenses and, and all that stuff. Um uh-huh. But even me as a friend or something showing up for somebody in their lives, like things have changed the way that I look at things, how I respond to things, you know, and, and even helping people when they come to me just as a friend, like I'm not even trying to coach them. Like, and Uh so when you're saying becoming a counselor, right, like that you could go to counseling, but you'll be helping everybody around you. Like even... Uh like the people you're not trying to counsel, right? Like, so I think that's the amazing part of it all. And it helps you because you have to go through all that stuff yourself as you are learning and implying all of the stuff. And so I think that's amazing. And so with that, you know, even though you're like, yes, I really want to do it. I really think there's a need. Uh How do you decide, okay, this is the time to do it, even though it feels very busy. I was talking to you about this before we started recording, um, that you're not in a season of life where you're like, okay, the kids are moved out. And so I'm an empty nester and now I have lots of time on my hands here. It's like, you're in the thick of it. Right. And so, um, why I want you to explain this to other moms is because I know that this is what happens when I'm coaching a lot of moms, a lot of times they're just at the bottom of the totem pole and they're kind of like, I can't really think about me. Like I got to think about the kids and there's not a lot of time. There's not a lot of money for me to look good. You know, I just did this uh, episode on style and how moms kind of really just, the kids look absolutely adorable. And the mom's like, well, you know, 
um, I'm not really worth like buying that cute outfit over there. It's like, this happens all the time with moms, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. the rest of the family looks so cute and you're looking like, I don't know what's happened, right? You're like, "Uh, okay, you do deserve to look nice by the way. And so, um, that's just on a very surface level and more fun thing, but you know, even taking care of yourself and doing the things that you need to do, going to counseling or getting a coach or, you know, whatever it may be. I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I want you to share with everybody, like, why you think this is a good time to go now. I know it's going to probably make my life crazy. And, um, but I'm going to do it because I I want, I want other women to hear like that. You don't have to wait for the most perfect ideal time when you're bored out of your mind and have all this time on your hands. I am so excited to tell you that if you've been sitting on the fence with life coaching, imagine this, you and I working together one-on-one for free If you are a mom in their late 30s or 40s, finally finding yourself having the time to think about yourself, then make sure to grab a free mini coaching session with me. If you feel like you're stuck and you are ready for your 40s to be amazing, if that be losing your baby weight, changing jobs, maybe starting a business, working out again, or possibly just building habits that you can feel good about and stick to, then this coaching session is for you. Maybe you're finding yourself spending so much energy thinking, what is next in my life? I have the husband, I have the kids, I have the house, but I still want more Then this call is for you. Maybe you feel like you're too old and you want to try something different, but you're so scared and you don't know how to take those first steps. This session is for you. And even better, I'm going to give you tactical steps that you can start implementing the moment we get off our Zoom call. So if you're interested in more details, you can DM me at mominspiredliving. Or if you know this is something that you've been wanting, just go ahead and grab a spot at mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. And if you don't see a date or time that works for you, DM me at mominspiredliving or email me at amber at mominspiredshow.com. I can't wait to chat with you guys. Now let's get back into the show. Absolutely, because then you might, yeah. (laughs) You know what it was? Someone that I really respect, uh, an acquaintance, actually, not even a good friend, an acquaintance um, said to me, well, two years is going to go by whether you do it or you don't. Yes. Yep. And I was like, wow, because, you know, you're right. Like, you know, I've still first and foremost, like I still, my girls are at different schools right now, which was new. And, uh, you know, that's a, a plot twist all on its own. Oh, me, now yeah, I hear you girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two school pickups at yep. two different times at two different schools. So, yep. you know, I still have to do, I still have to do like carpool and I still, you know, we've got girl guides <laughs> and we've got youth group and, you know, we've got all the things and new curriculum and yes, we're right in the trenches. I still, you know, I have all these other responsibilities on top of the other, you know, work and things that I do. But two years is going to go by whether I do this or not. And so my husband and I were having a conversation about it. It was late at night. And I was like, what do you think? And that's, you know, the, the family has to get on board. If mom is going to make a lifestyle change for the family, you know, it's something that my husband and I had to agree on and discuss together. Right. And I asked for his opinion. Uh, not that I always want it, <laughs> but it was like, do you think that I could handle this? And, you know, one of the things I had to do was kind of look at my curriculum, look at my workload. What am I capable of doing? I'm capable of this. I can carve out, you know, I also thought about too, like I could, 
write more. I could take on more projects. You know, I could do other things, but I wasn't excited about that. And this was the first time when this was presented to me and I was kind of going through it all, looking through the curriculum, what it entails and all of it. I started to get more and more excited. And I think that that's the spark that we need, no matter how hard something is, like nothing comes easy. Nothing good comes easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, we really have to work yes. at it. It takes mm-hmm. a lot of effort to achieve our dreams. They do not happen overnight. But I think that where my faith comes in is if this is something that God wants for me, if this is, you know, a, a new dream, there's going to be a bit of a spark there where I'm going to kind of get excited about it. And then if I'm feeling excited about it, and this is something that I really want to do, or it feels right, then God's going to help me make the time and find the time. For anybody who knows uh, Lisa Turkhurst from Proverbs 31 Ministries, she talked about this a lot, you know, when her girls were little and she was building Proverbs 31, which we know is a huge global ministry now. She talked about, you know, being in the trenches with three little girls. And she said, I had to make the time to write. I had to put me first and schedule the time like I would schedule anything else. Because the reality is, is there's a lot of hours in the day that we fill with things that we think are important, but they're not necessarily that important. They can be condensed. We don't have to try to achieve this perfect life. Like I'm going to have to face the reality that my house is going to be dirty. You know, one day I'm not going to be able to get on top of that laundry because I've got a paper due. It's setting the expectations that life is going to change. I'm going to feel the stress and the pressure, but if the spark is still there and I'm working towards my ultimate goal, I can do hard things. And expectations was the biggest one for me. It was like, I really need to set my expectations. And I would say to any you know woman out there who's, who's facing this right now, where she's like, I have been doing the rhythm every day for so long. I've been doing carpool. I've been doing parent counsel. I've been doing, you know, all the things, but something's missing. Mm. I would suggest that if you feel that something's missing, then there's time for that something. You just have to figure it out what it is that's going to give you that spark. It may not be going back to school. For sure. But maybe, you know, there's a mom out there who's like, I think it's time for me to get a part-time job. Maybe I'm maybe I really want to volunteer for an incredible you know, organization, maybe Mm -hmm. it's, you know, working like volunteering in a woman's shelter or giving my time to someone else, maybe to pick up a mentoring program, whatever it is. Um, if the spark is there and you feel a draw towards it, you will make it a priority and we can, we can do that. And one thing that I realized too, was I wasn't doing my family any favors. I realized with my girls that they were, they are completely dependent on me. And that's my own fault. (laughs) That's my own fault. Yeah. Right. And that's something that I have. Yeah. I have to, to acknowledge, you know, I was, my mom actually just recently made a comment to me where she said, you know, when you were your eldest daughters, when you were Avery's age, 
you were forced to be basically a latchkey kid. Mm. You know, if anyone who knows my story, my mom was abandoned with four little children and she was forced to work multiple jobs Mm -hmm. to try to get her career back to provide for the family. And I think there is regret there. I think that there's pain. My mom comes from an older generation where it's like suck it up buttercup. Yeah. And she has a very tough exterior when it comes to that. And so because I grew up with that, I think unknowingly I swung the pendulum the other way and I don't put those same pressures on my daughters because I didn't want them to feel like they had to fend for themselves or I didn't want them to feel abandoned. And I had to, to recognize, I was like, wow, they're so dependent on me for every little thing, which is why it's so mentally and emotionally draining. I need my girls to see that mom's world doesn't completely revolve Mm -hmm. around them. Yeah. What we don't want to face is the empty nest and not know who we are, why we did the things that we did, and then try to find a new lease on life. I think that starts now while we're, we're supposed to be getting our kids ready to be able to face the world. But that transition is so very difficult for moms. I don't have the answers right now. I just, I've just faced that reality. And, you know, high school's going to fly by. And all of a sudden, you know, you're preparing your kids for college. I have a a girlfriend who's going through it right now. And uh, her 18-year-old son is getting ready to leave for school. And she was not ready to face that reality. And now she's like... It, you know, she's been cheering me on for this. And she's like, what do I, what's my next step? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, that's great. You could do it too. Yeah. <laughs> she's well, like, I don't know what my spark that's is. Right. And that's the thing. I think, you know, when you were talking to me about the spark, so kind of a, a really quick story about this is that when I was going to sign up, it was kind of a last minute thing. And I just kind of felt like if I was going to do life coaching, I wanted to go through the specific school. It has a really good reputation. And, um, you know, because life coaching, um, there is no parameters really. So you could, you could Uh get a two hour class and say you're certified, or you could do what I did and do six months. And, um, and then there was another six months. That's part of it. Um, where you're in a class every week doing practicums where I had two teachers, like, and your classmates had to pretty much um, judge you on what you were doing, which is very challenging. And so, yeah. um, so it's very different, right? Like, so I knew that if I was going to do it, I wanted to do it this way. Um, and I kind of was like, in the 11th hour, I put my, I'm like, okay, do you want to sign up? And they came back and they were like, um, yeah, we can put you on a wait list. And well, you know what I realized? I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize how much I wanted this until they were like, you can't even get in. And I was like devastated because I didn't realize like really actually how much I wanted it. And so then it all worked out um, because there was other people who kind of fell in that same boat. They missed it. And we all were a class together, which I feel like was such an answer to prayer. I was like, Oh my goodness, we're we're all those people. And I just thought to myself, sometimes you don't realize how much you want something until you think it's been taken away. So I yeah. think I think when women can start thinking about 
if you didn't even have that option, like someone just took it away, like, what would you, what is that, that you would feel like, like, no, um, because I think a lot of times we procrastinate. And so we just always think something's going to be there. So we're like, that's fine. But like, what if somebody was like, no, no, this is the only opportunity where, you know, you're talking about spark, but I'm going to say, what kind of makes you feel fearful that somebody could take it away? That's going to be the thing that is probably what you want to go after. And if you still are like, I don't know, start paying attention because like you're saying, when you're so wrapped up into the kids, there isn't a lot of space to kind of actually figure out what do you like to do? You know, that's outside of the kids, especially if you're in the United States and you play sports. Okay. I don't even, I I can't even, I'm like, I can see why people don't have space for anything. Um, I, I, we are dipping our toe into that with volleyball. Um, but it's just, I can see it's insane. Like it, it really just kind of takes over your whole life. And, um, but we only have to do same here. Yeah. It's only two months. So I'm like, okay, we can handle this. Um, but I say all of that because it was so interesting. Our, our pastor is Australian and he said, you know, not growing up here, you know, it is very interesting to watch Americans with sports and their children. he's like, so, um, I know this is like going a little bit sideways, but, um, I feel like it's worth repeating that he said, you guys put so much time into the sports that you push church out and your kids are going to be above average lacrosse players. But like, will your kids even be in the church when they graduate from high school? Because that's brilliant. You weren't making the time. And I was like, dang, I'm like, you know, again, I haven't even been living a sport life. Like, but I, but just getting like her being in the middle school volleyball, I'm like, I can see how this can go bonkers. And, um, and I just say that fast. Yes. Yes. And then if you have more than one child, then you start multiplying all that time. I I say that in, and to say, I can see how as a mother, everything will be pushed off as well. You would just become so focused on, I'm the volleyball mom. I'm the soccer mom. I'm the basketball mom. I'm the lacrosse mom. And, and that's all you are. Right. And then, and then you get, they graduate, they don't get a scholarship for that because it's so highly competitive. Right. Mm -hmm. And then now what, like, what, what are you doing? You know? And so, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't like help your kids kind of like what your mom was saying. I think I do that too. Like with making lunches and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just like, sometimes I realize with the girls, I'm like, okay, like whatever it is, I don't know at the moment I can think of it. I'm like, you probably should know this. And I realize that I'm doing this, but the thing is I actually have them do a lot of different things, but then the, but, but then I realized the other things that I probably, they kind of need to step up, um, and do, but, um, so I don't want to say to moms that they shouldn't be doing any of that stuff and, and, you know, helping their kids and, and whatnot, but to kind of get to the end where the kids are going off to college and you're just left there. I also want to say though, don't be discouraged by that. Cause now you have the time to really kind of think about what is it that you like? What would you want to do? What do you want to fill your time with? And so you know, I can see how that mom would say that to you. And then I, I love that you're kind of like, you can do it too. And, and then like, she's saying, she's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. That's my whole point. It's kind of like, I was talking about this with style. Like when you're overweight, you kind of lose your style. And sometimes after even being a mom, you lose your style because you're like, you're not making yourself a priority. You have no idea what your style actually is. You're kind of like, Oh, isn't my style like comfortable and affordable? You're like, uh, I don't know. Is that really your style? Like, I mean, some people are really like, I know that isn't my style. I don't even know what my style is because you completely yep. lose yourself so much that you don't even know 
what do you actually like? Like, what do you want to wear? Right? Like what, what is the style that you want to wear? How do you want to show up in life? And, and so many people are just like, I have no idea. I'm not even thinking about that. And some people may say that's not really important, but I do think it's good to kind of like get yourself back, like kind of just start like thinking about what about Melissa? What about Amber? What about whoever, you know, Mm -hmm. and without it being part of, I'm the mother, you know, it's like, no, who are you by yourself? Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more on how to work with me, go to mominspiredshow.com forward slash coaching. See you there.